we recorded these episodes early because by airtime, Pastor John, you will not be in your office in Minnesota, but you will be, Lord willing, ministering somewhere in Hong Kong, and you'll be there between May 20th and 26th, and then from there you go on to Korea, and you minister there between May 26th and June 1st. These are some amazing opportunities ahead, so we would love to ask for everyone to join in praying for this trip. These international trips are priceless opportunities for us to get the message of Christian hedonism to new audiences, of course, who have never heard before the truth that God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. And if you financially support DesiringGod.org, you make trips like this one possible. So we're grateful to God for you, for your sacrifices, and for your ongoing prayers of support uh, on behalf of Pastor John. Well, today's question is fairly common. And uh, this time it comes to us from an anonymous listener who simply asks this, Pastor John, have you ever thought about releasing a commentary on the whole Bible? I know a few pastors have done it, and I'm not saying that every pastor should do it. But since you release a good amount of content like books, articles, sermons, and podcasts, I've wondered if you plan on releasing a commentary on the Bible or on certain books. You seem capable. And what would make a great Bible commentary in your opinion? The closest things I have done to a commentary is to preach through books of the Bible and then uh, post those manuscripts along with the audio or the video online at Desiring God. So, for example, there's 250 sermons on Romans and a few other books that I did over the years. That's the closest thing. I mean, if, if, if you read every one of those sermons, that would be my commentary on on, on Romans. Um, recently, I did, I finished about a hundred look at the book podcasts on First Peter, taking it a verse or two at a time, uh, and and talking my way through the meaning of the text, mainly with a visual teaching aid called Look at the Book Online, to try to help people see how I get meaning out of texts. Now, this may sound strange coming from a, pre- a preacher who uh, spent over three decades of his life heralding the meaning of text, but there is a strong bent in me that wants to help people be able to find the meaning of text for themselves rather than me just telling them what it is. I know preachers do tell meanings, but I've got this bent that I want people to see how to get it for themselves. It, even in the way I preached, and uh, I was trying to do that. I was trying to show meaning in a way that people would see, how did he get that? Where did that come from? Show me the very words and the logic. And if if I didn't help them see that, I felt the sermon was weak, that they were going to then take my word for it instead of seeing it in the very words of of Scripture. So even in the way I I preached, I had this bent that I wanted mainly, I don't know if the word mainly is right here, but strongly to see how to get meaning for themselves. So that bent of mind has led me to do Look at the Book podcast, which strives to help people see how to get meaning from text rather than just uh, be spoon-fed the meaning of text. And I suppose there is a kind of commentary that would put the emphasis on helping people find the meaning themselves. That's the kind I would want to write if I wrote 
a commentary, because there's a deep conviction behind this, namely that over the long haul, strong Christians are created not by sermons and by books alone, but by a personal encounter with the Word of God, the Bible itself. So I want to encourage people to linger long enough over the Scriptures themselves and ask enough questions and look at things from enough angles and spend enough brain power and pour out enough prayers that they make amazing and true discoveries for themselves from the text. This is what makes um, spindly cattail Christians into oaks of righteousness. <laughs> like we, it, it sends our roots down into the granite foundations of biblical truth so that we stop being flipped floppy, blown around in the winds kind of Christians who are always learning and never come to knowledge of the truth, turns them into oaks of righteousness because they can see, they can see for themselves what's really there in the precious, inspired Word of God. So I don't know. I don't know whether I will write a, a commentary but if if I wrote a commentary, I would like to write one that forces questions of reality. This is kind of a, a, a second point besides helping people see for themselves, but a, a way of, of understanding forces questions of reality. Sometimes these questions are called application, like, oh, we need, a, we need some application in the commentary. I think that's misleading given what, what I'm after, because it assumes that we've got the meaning down and we understand the reality spoken of and what we need is just connect it with something in our lives. Well, I think very often we are using, even commentators, are using biblical words and phrases as if we know what we're talking about when we haven't really paused to ponder very deeply what's the reality, the reality, reality <laughs> of the words and phrases. What are we referring to? Give me give an example. First uh, Peter chapter 2, verse 1 goes like this. Put away all malice and all deceit, and hypocrisy, and envy, and all slander. Now, the average commentary moves fairly quickly over these five realities. Malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, slander. But in my way of looking at the Scriptures— each one of those requires hours, hours, H-O-U-R-S, of reflection about the very nature of the experience in the human heart. What is malice? Why is it something that's malicious? That is, why is something malice? How is it different from the others in the list? How does it relate to God? How does it relate to the devil? How does it relate to my personality? Is it present in people who are genetically nice? Is it a serious problem if people never act on it? 
How does it fit in the list? Why is it listed first? And on and on and on. This takes 10, 15 pages. No commentary does that. So I, and I don't think I'm going to write it. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just pleading with people to ask reality questions and to take a pen in hand or get on the computer and start mulling and pondering and asking and thinking to go down into reality. Most commentaries simply don't have the time or perhaps the inclination to ask these kinds of reality questions. And yet, in my experience, this is the kind of rumination, like a cow chewing the cud for hours, swallowing it, spitting it back up from another stomach and chewing it again, swallowing it, spitting it up, chew it again. However that works with cows, it's good, good analogy. Rumination is the most life-changing for us and for preachers. Oh, preachers, this is what your people need you to do. Not just fly over that list. Take a week on malice. Take a week on deceit. Take a week on hypocrisy and think your way into the depths of evil that are named there. So I suppose uh, there would be two things that I, that would characterize the commentary I would write in summary. One, it would try to inculcate a pattern of asking and answering questions that enable people to see things for themselves. And secondly, it would try to inculcate the habit of probing for reality, not just verbal relations. Yes. Thank you, Pastor John. Much appreciated. They are not commentaries per se, but close. And I'm talking to the over 2,000 sermons from John Piper on our site right now at desiringgod.org forward slash messages. You can find the popular Roman series there as well. It's in, in that collection. And this is my chance to let you know you can subscribe to our audio feeds and you can search our episode archive and even reach us by email with a difficulty that you're facing in life or a question for Pastor John. You can do all that through our online home at desiringgod.org forward slash ask Pastor John. I am your host, Tony Ranke. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. And uh, this is a reminder. Please be praying for Pastor John now in Hong Kong and soon to be ministering to the people of South Korea, all Lord willing, of course. But your prayers are appreciated. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.